This is Joe Irwin. And this is Wayne Jefferson. From Jefferson Irwin Racing. And you're listening to Real Racing USA. What's happening, Dick? Dick Anderson, the King. How are you? How we doing, buddy? I'm doing great. I'm here uh, with Rob Elting, and we've got uh, CC Brooks here. Hello, welcome to the show. Thanks, son. Um, Dick, um, how you doing? What, what you been up to? Uh, the same old thing I've been doing for the last four or five years since I retired from driving. Uh, tutoring young drivers, setting race cars up for people, and uh, running the Black Ninety Two about once a month. So, uh, who's the new hot shoe young kid we should be looking out for? Uh, right at this moment, I'm uh, helping uh, Travis Tao, and I think he's an up-and-coming youngster that's going to do very well. But uh, uh, I help quite a few of them, to tell you the truth. But uh, uh, we've got a uh, we've got a quite a good field of young drivers coming up. That's great, um, Dick. I want to ask you a couple of things. You know, when it comes to uh, different controversial subjects that I get into, you know, and sometimes I'm right, sometimes I'm wrong. So um, I've decided to. Um, with Carol's help, uh, get uh, some of you folks out there that have raced at multiple racetracks in your career and see what you think about um, a decision that um, Rex Guy has made at Auburndale that states basically if you're not there by the time the checkered flag hits in the heat race that you're not going to race in the feature, which is basically taken away an opportunity for a guy to race at his racetrack or someone else's racetrack and then at his racetrack. How do you feel about that? I really am not real informed on what happened, but from what, what little bit I know, uh, I, I just don't understand the reasoning behind that. Uh, uh, I can uh, I can see a lot of negatives to that, but I, I don't see the positives, you know. Uh, uh, I, I would be glad for somebody to explain the positives uh, to me sometime, but uh, people like myself and uh, Dick Trickle and uh, people like that back in the 70s, we'd have been in big trouble because we ran from racetrack to racetrack to racetrack, you know. And uh, I, I just really don't know why uh, a person wouldn't be welcomed with open arms, uh, no matter what the situation. The more cars, the more people that you can generate, uh, the better show for the fans. Uh, 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 like I say, maybe maybe I'm a little ignorant in the situation, but I, I just don't see any positive to that. Well, let me bring you up the speed. They had eight cars there, and these guys showed up after racing at another racetrack. And when they showed up, they were allowed to come in, given their wristbands, unloaded their cars, put them on the racetrack, and were circling the track ready for the green. And they put the red out and took these guys off of the racetrack, made them go off of the racetrack and not race because they had raced at Charlotte County Speedway. And these were two drivers that have raced at Auburndale for years. Well, with their armband, if I had eight cars... Uh, to start the race, and they came in with their armband, I'd probably give them a hug, you know? Yeah, well, that's what we would normally think. Now, Rex is going to be on later, and he's going to explain what the whole deal is behind that. And let me ask you something, Dick. Have you um, ever won two races in one night? Oh, oh, of course I have. I mean, at two different tracks. Yes, you know, and like I say, I don't... I'm missing something here. I don't see the negative, you know. Uh, uh, well, a lot of people are having a hard time seeing the negative. I mean, uh, I realize I'm old school, but... <laughs> no, you're with the program exactly. because you're helping out new school drivers. Uh, are you guys currently doing anything like that, racing at two different tracks? No, it's, it's, it's kind of hard to do, you know, but uh, 
like I say, uh, you, you know, if someone, uh, you know, if someone drugged their car across the state and got in there in time to run my feature, well, I'd give them a pat on the back and a thank you. Well, you Even know, Dick, we, we had, just to put it in perspective, Dick, um, we've had, you know, you know as well as anybody that we've had over the years many controversies, subjects on Karnak and whatnot. We have never, ever had a situation where there were so many people all in agreement that something was a certain way. You know what I mean? Everybody agrees except, in this case, the promoter. And they have their reasons that they have outlined. And, well, and, you know, and you have to respect their, yes. their reasons. Absolutely. Yes, we but, do. Uh, he needs to uh, you know, he needs to stand back and take a look. If you're, if you're making 100 people mad and two people glad, you need to rethink it. I don't think, uh, well, we'll find out what his reasons are, what their reasons were last week that it had something to do with the points program. But the two fellows that were racing, um, they're in the points program as well. So I don't see how it could hurt them. And uh, we'll get the true reasons behind that. But I just wanted to hear from you, you know, what, 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 over the years, you know, how it affected you. You know, I know with rainouts is a big deal. That's a big deal with rainouts, you know, not being able to make it there by that time, I think would really, you know, uh, I've had, I've had, you know, I, w- I won't mention which ones, but I've had certain racetracks actually support me to go to other racetracks and, and uh, you know, ha- uh, actually help me go to other racetracks and race. Naturally, not on their same, I mean, not, not against them, you understand what I'm saying? Right. But, uh, uh, I've actually had racetracks help support me to, to, to so that I could go and run other tracks. Let me talk to you about one other thing, Dick, because me and you seem to be able to conversate about, track owners and promoters with especially when they're not here to even defend themselves well i was one for a couple <laughs> years so i yeah, I'm, I'm a little well versed on it yeah. not real good but go uh, i i kind of don't understand something and maybe you can help me and the fans understand this i've noticed a trend it's not a trend it's the way it's been not all of them but most of the promoters and owners they just don't seem to get along very well they, uh, they seem to want to alienate themselves from one another and it's crazy because we, they have a know, monopoly if we you know if we can all get under one big tent it's only it's only going to help uh, uh, racing you know uh, when we start alienating ourselves like that then we've got our little group over here they've got their little group over there it's not it's not good for anybody Hey, Dick, how about this? You want to hear something funny? What if there were two racetracks in the same county? <laughs> Those guys would ca- probably kill each other. They, they have no competition, okay? There's no competition within miles of themselves, but yet they hate the guy that's 100 miles away from them. Well, I see some of these track promoters get on their high horse, and then and then all at once when they've got no cars and no people and they're getting ready to go under, oh, then, that, then, then they want to team up and all of us get together. Well, and, and exactly, in trouble. Yeah. And and don't you think? I mean, it's just a positive thing if the tracks work together in scheduling different series and making it so easier to, for the cars to go back and forth between the different. Why tracks would they to, to up yeah, to up exactly. car count and make fans happy? That's kind of what I meant in my last statement. Let's all get under the same tent before we're in trouble. You know, exactly. let's all try to work together before. We've run all the cars off and all the people off, you know, instead of, but what they want to do, they want to wait until they're going down the tubes, and then, and then they all want to holler, hey, let's all get together and work together. Well, you, you know, it's too late. You, you know what he's doing, Rick? He's giving us our, our Rob. new, I mean, Rob, he's, he's giving us our new set of, uh, of commercials. Dick, we've been, the last time you were on this show, you were talking about supporting your local tracks. Well, I was, I was going to, I was going to do that a little bit tonight, too. I was going to uh, uh, blow my horn on that a little bit. I just keep seeing us getting in more and more trouble, and 
all everybody wants to do is say, I, 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 me, 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 instead of uh, every now and then, you know, we we got to kind of take one for the team and support our track so that we have a track to race at. But uh, I, I see I, I see more and more tracks in trouble right now. And uh, and uh, all these racers, you know, instead of supporting their track, they, you know, they, they want to, you know, they want to complain all the time. You know, well, well, I don't like this. Well, I don't like that. Well, you're going to like it a whole lot worse when there's nothing there to race race that, you know. Well, what do you what do you make of this, Dick? Um, like since Ocala, I, I was talking to Mike Peters on the phone the other day, uh, uh, Saturday, as a matter of fact, in the afternoon, and he was telling me on Saturday night or Friday night, he he's still drawing really good crowds with this dirt thing. He had like seven eight hundred people there, and it was a rain out night. They ended up being able to get the show in, but they had horrible weather, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's still getting good crowds. And you go down to East Bay, and, of course, they have the four generations of racers there. And, right. and they always get a good crowd. And uh, 61 dirt cars over over at the dirt race at uh, uh, the late models at Volusia. Right. What do you make about the difference here between what, what dirt's doing right now and what asphalt is doing? Oh, gosh. Well, number one, I really got a lot of respect for Mike. And uh, guy that might come in with a fresh attitude. And, uh, and Mike's going to make a great promoter. I've got a lot of respect for him. But uh, on uh, on dirt racing as a whole, I uh, I think it's I think it's just a little easier and a little less money. Uh, you know, uh, uh, I mean, uh, the, uh, what I the, what I see, and I'm an outsider looking in. I could be totally wrong, but uh, they're doing it for less. They're they're racing for good money and and spending less. That's that, that's really one big plus, you know. And uh, and with your dirt racing, it's uh, uh, I, I honestly think. As far as like working on the car, and maintaining the car, and all, I think it's just a little easier, you know. But uh, I'm just, I'm just totally amazed at the, at the. I mean, I'm glad for them, you know. They're getting great crowds and uh, great cars. I'm, I'm hoping it's just not the flavor of the month, you know, that we're we're going to see that, uh, uh, you know, take place for a year or two, and then and then uh, then all at once it'll be something different, you know. But but uh, right now we need to be learning from them. I can tell you that. Right, you know. Uh... That's uh, one of the reasons that um, another reason we had you on is because we were talking about the tracks and supporting the tracks. You know, we push that constantly every week. I am CC both or both pushing people to whatever city you're in, whatever county you're in, go support that track wherever you're at. Go race at that track. And one of the things that we promote a lot is with our driver of the month program, trying to get these guys. You know, the guy that really stands out is the guy that goes and races at two different tracks in a night, like Firestein. He won one month because of that. So. Yep. It really does kind of make you wonder when you're trying to push people to, you know, go race at the guy's track. And I'm sure he lost some fans over that deal, even though they wouldn't admit it. You know, it really makes it uh, seem well, that's like. What I'm saying, I, I, I'm sure if he would really stand back and and uh, take his ego off of his sleeve and and, uh, and take a overall look at it, he, he's making a whole lot more people mad than than the, than the amount that he's making glad. You know. Yeah, I think uh, I think it goes back to the owners, like I was talking about before. It's, mm-hmm. uh, there's got to be something else there that maybe we don't know about. I mean, right right now, short track racing is in trouble, and uh, everybody everybody needs to be aware of that. And, and instead of just uh, you know, like I say, instead of complaining and talking about they want this and they want that, hey, let's let's pitch in here and get our tracks back healthy. You know, then then we can try to change things and uh-huh. what we want. You know, but uh, I can remember back in the '70s, a few times Hylia would get in trouble, and we would uh, we would go out on a weekend and just race for trophies so they could build the treasury back up. You know. Yeah. And 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 so forth. Every now and then, you know, you, uh, you you just need to do what you can to support that track if they're in trouble. And instead, everybody, you know, just wants to. I mean, I don't know. It's just everybody, everybody seems to have a different attitude than they had twenty years ago. Well, I think that 
for the most part, what I've been seeing, Dick, is that the attitudes of the racers at the tracks have turned towards the they want to help situation a little bit. Uh, especially if you go and you, you know, go to say like me, I've been you know, living in Charlotte County and having a nine month old. I can't get out a lot, so I do get able to get over there, and I'm able to kind of see the feeling that the local racers, you know, the backbone racers have, and they do seem to care more. They they do seem to be trying to clean their cars up every week and put on a good show for the fans that are there. And uh, I think the dwindling fan counts definitely are opening their eyes, you know, because the, the economy is so bad, Dick. Did you see today that Chevrolet is talking about pulling back on some of their sponsorships in NASCAR? Well, just, you know, like it, it just it dwindles down to all of us. Yeah. economy right now, I mean, I make my living out of racing and, and and everybody I know in racing is 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 hurting right now. You know, uh, the tra- the tracks, the, the you know everybody involved is hurting. So we we this is this is a time for us all to be pitching together and not pulling apart. I can tell you that. Right, and uh, you know I I think you're correct. I think the track owners are probably going to need some help, and the payouts are probably going to have to drop. And uh, uh, along with the payouts drop, maybe uh, they can drop some things off too. You know that they're putting on to the drivers to try to help them out. So I mean, NASCAR is not helping us, helping us at all. You know, putting shows on TV on Saturday night. You know, right? And they don't need to do that. Just waste energy. You know, they're having to light the tracks and everything. Right. So. They're, they're, you know, they're killing the short tracks. You know. I wonder if they even think about that. You know, NASCAR. Uh, uh, you know, they'll tell you. How, they'll tell you how they how they support short track racing and all that. But it's a bunch of malarkey. You know. They're all after the big buck, you know, and and uh, before long, before long, three fourths of their races will be on Saturday night. And what's the average family man going to do? Sit, he's going to sit home and watch racing free on TV instead of having to go out to the local track and spend a hundred, hundred fifty bucks. You know. You know, I. That's crazy when you really think about it. But you know, something I did read into that today when I was reading the article about NASCAR is that there's it would be to me it would make sense if the manufacturers said, hey. We'll pull out of this deal. You guys don't even have one of our cars running around the racetrack anymore. Yeah. yeah. You know, all the cars are the same now. So, yeah. And I've always talked to Jack about, you know, somebody else is going to come along and make another NASCAR one day like it used to be. You know, so it takes $20 million now. Well, what, what's wrong with it? What's wrong with it if they all are only funded $10 million? It's the same for everybody. That's right. You know, or, or what is it if they're only funded $1 million? Well, they're all funded $1 million. What, What's it going to hurt? What if they put a cap on it? Yeah, yeah that's right, you know. That's something to think about, NASCAR. That There'd be so much competition that Jeff Gordon and those guys may not be able to race. Yeah. They don't want that. Yeah, right. But uh, it's like I say that you know the the economy is the biggest thing right now that's that's really hurting our short tracks. But uh, but I I feel like uh, you know I feel like a lot of it falls right back on some of us racers also. Late models in Florida, Dicky CC wants to know what's going on asphalt late models. Uh, let's not talk about the negatives. Let's talk let's about talk the positive and late models definitely. There we go. What's going on? What's going on? Where's the races at? Uh, do you think they're going to continue to be able to have these? Uh, you know, uh, big asphalt races. Well, we're, we're we're losing more and more. You know, there's there's no more Florida Pro. You know, we've got the Sun Belt Series, and we've got the you know the series down at Bradenton, and the series down at Bradenton's really in trouble. You know. I heard that um, this weekend they only had eight cars for that race. Yeah, we we won the last one down there with with my ninety two and. Uh, well, the Goodyear Challenge Series yeah, ran last uh, week. Uh, mm-hmm. it just hurt my feelings. Uh, well, I hadn't been down there in a while and. Tell you what, it was scary. 
Yeah, you know, uh, I didn't even know he was having that race, and that was one of the things I was talking about is that th- there, there needs to be more self-promotion of the mm-hmm. racetracks. You know, the racetracks, they don't call anybody anymore, Dick. You they, know, they don't call nobody you know, and tell them they're having a race. Promoting going on. I haven't had, I haven't had, a, pro- I haven't had a promoter or track owner you know, call me in the last year and say, hey, Dick, we'd be glad to have you Saturday night. Come out and support us if you can. That just it, don't make sense. It's a joke. And, and it's, it's a, a joke, big, it's, you know? it's a thing, you I know. Mean, people want to feel like they're wanted. I don't care who you are, you know. And I can't tell you through the years how many times that helped sway my decision where I was going. It's like, let me see, I can go over here or I can go at this place where this guy called me and invited me down and, and you know, and promised me a good time and all. I, I'm going to go where this guy called me and wanted me, you know. Exactly. I would think, especially in these days, when the price of diesel is, you know, and it's costing more for you to haul your cars down to a track, that you would be more willing to travel a little bit farther when you know that that, that promoter really wants you there. You know, back in the 70s, I can't tell you how many times, you know, that, uh, that uh, uh, you know, Frank Derry and, and a bunch of your old promoters, you know, uh, that called me and, and, and invited me to their track. I mean, that, that, that used to be uh, something that happened all the time. Now it's mm-hmm. something that never happens, you know. And on, and on the same way, as much as then the, they're not contacting drivers and inviting them to come race, they're not getting the word out to the community, to fans and potential fans, to let them know what races are going on. They're not. I can't, t- I can't tell you. Now, here, I sit here with, with a super late model, and I can't tell you. Every now and then I miss a race because I don't even know it was happening. Right. Exactly. That's my point you know, is that and, they and can't. I'm kind of in the swing of things here in Florida, you know. And every, every now and then I'll miss a race and don't even know that they were having it. Well, they, they won't even, they get mad at, at there we go, it's, i got to talk about Karnak again, because Karnak is one of the main sites that everybody goes to, and mm-hmm. why a racetrack, a promoter, would not promote on that website. I don't care if they go yeah. on the message board for free I'm with you, and buddy. bash it, you know, I'm then, I, you. then I'd have known he was racing, and I probably would have come to that race. Yeah, you I'm know? 100% with you. I could have got eighth. <laughs> <laughs> You know? Oh, Dick, I don't know, man. I I want to see racing come back. You know, I, I I miss watching the races like they used to be, and maybe it's just because those eyes that we used to watch them with back then are different today. Well, I don't think we're trying to be armchair quarterbacks. But, you know, uh, I realize these promoters have, have, a, have a hell of a job, but, yeah. you know, it's not near as easy as, as we all think. That's right. And I, and I take my hat off to all of them for giving us a place to race and all, and, uh, and uh, and I don't have all the answers and all the solutions, but we we do need to start stepping back and taking a good look at things, and uh, and and trying to support our tracks. I can sure tell you that. Let me ask you something, Dick. I want to know if Dick Anderson would get back in his race car if Sunshine Speedway opened back up and they had a big late model race. Would you at least get back in the car and come run there one time? Well, you never know if I could lose about fifty pounds. <laughs> You know, I've been eating a lot of sugar-free stuff, Dick, and it's doing a good job, man. <laughs> if, they, if, they, if they made a 10-lap feature, I'd be in. <laughs> <laughs> the dash for cash. Maybe we can get you in a dash for cash. I can still go fast, but I can only do it for about 10 laps. <laughs> a dash for cash with you, Jimmy Cope, Dave Pletcher, and if I could find Brian Campbell, if I could find Brian Campbell and he had a race car, I'd love to see him line up with you guys at that racetrack there too. You know, we're, we're saying this as a joke, but if somebody put on a big race like that and really advertised it, you know, with myself and Cope and yeah. David Rogers and well, a bunch of us from the seventies and eighties, you can't tell me 
that, that, that at least for that one shot that we couldn't we couldn't fill the grandstands. Hey, hey Dick, you know it's called gonna, promotion. Hey, <laughs> hey, we're gonna do it one day, Dick. Too, you well, know. Be sure to give me a heads up, well, so I can get out here and train a little bit. You know, we will. We'll let you know because you're gonna have to get a bigger seat put in there. <laughs> no, I think you're right, and uh, and I, I know that I could get the old man to show up. I know that Pletcher, I mean uh, Cope, he'd show up too, and uh, uh, to Pletcher, Pletcher's down to race right now. Yeah, that's who the old man is. Yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> How about uh, fifteen laps, Dick? But uh, fifteen laps? Nah, he can make. He'll make it. Old Dick, he's still got a hundred laps in him. I guarantee you. <laughs> you know, Dick. As always, it's great talking to you, buddy. And uh, anything you want to get out to the folks out there, go ahead and lay it out. Well, the biggest thing I wanted to harp on was we just we've just got to su- we've got to support this deal. Not worry about uh, you know for a little while we've got to bite the bullet. And, not worry about how much money we're making. No, let's go out and do it for a trophy for a race or two if we have to. But we got to keep these racetracks on their feet, so otherwise we're not going to have any. We're going to have one or two tracks left in the state, and I'd really hate to see that, you know. Well, I think we're all in agreement with you on that, and um, it's like you're right. You know, the, the track owners, the drivers, everybody needs to pull together and uh, keep racing, local stock car racing alive. Yeah, and uh, Sunshine Speedway is going to open back up. I don't know when, man, but it's going to open back up. <laughs> Rob, at least Rob wants to. Open no, back I'm, up. I'm serious. Somebody's going to make huge money if they open that racetrack up. Uh, that property's worth too much, man. Yeah, uh, yeah. They're for t- they're running SunPass cars on it, man. <laughs> they're testing the uh, the toll br- stuff. Hey, Dick, All right, we got to go. Dick, I'm in. I, I'm in for that old timers race. Now we're, we're get, we'll get to work on it, Dick. And again, as always, thank you very much for spending some time with us, man. Oh, okay, it's my pleasure. Hey, take it easy, Dick. Good night. Uh-huh. All right, man. Um, there you have it, the king. Uh, Don't Dick get Harrison. no better. Man. Um, 